Hello, you've just tuned in to Just Talk, and I am your very excited conversationist, Prophetess Deanna Benson. Thank you for tuning in today. If you're tuning in for the very first time, I encourage you to subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. (laughs) Did I say subscribe? Yes, I want you to make us a part of your library. And I pray that you would go back and listen to our previous conversations and that you would weekly join the conversation of the just It's not just about mere words. It's about we, the just, talking by faith through the word of God, life experiences. But there's a way to live. And if there's a way to live by faith, then there's a way to talk by faith. And so I encourage you to be a part of our conversation every week, every Tuesday, because Tuesdays are for Just Talk. Yes. And so every Tuesday we have a new episode and come and be a part of it. Also, we've started something. If you follow us on my page, Prophet Deanna Benson, you will see um, that we've started extended conversations. Well, these are videos from some very powerful, impactful, uh, passionate voices that share Um, in our weekly conversation. And so this week, we'll hear from three very, 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 very influential, uh, very inspirational voices um, that will minister further to us uh, from this week's conversation. And so also tune in to the extended conversation. Again, go to Prophet Deanna Benson. If we're not already connected, let's connect um, and let's talk. I'm excited. So that leads us to today's conversation. Are you ready? I'm ready. Let's talk. Well, I want to talk to you today a little about Paul. Paul, a man with one mission, but to preach the gospel of Christ. It was his life desire to preach the gospel. That's all he wanted to do was to preach the gospel of Christ. Paul wanted everyone uh, to have the glorious opportunity that he had, as we all should feel as believers when God does something in your life, when God changes your life, if God has truly impacted your life, you should not be comfortable not sharing that. You should not, let me say that again for the people in the back, you should not be comfortable not sharing if God has indeed turned your life around, because what happens on the inside, it's something that truly cannot be contained. It's something that truly, it cannot be silenced. And you have to be, I mean, if you're listening and if God has done something in your life, if you've really been transformed, I mean, you have to agree with me that it's something on the inside of you. It's not about what platform you know you speak from it's not about being you know on a flyer or whether or not you got this in front of your name or that in front of you it's not even about that it's it's so much bigger than that to those who've really been transformed by the power of Jesus Christ there's something that's burning in your heart and I'm sure it's burning right now there's something that's burning in your heart that says I just can't keep quiet 
There has to be something that's burning in your heart that's saying, I have to share what has happened to me with someone else. There has to be something burning in your heart that when you look at people that are suffering with what you used to be suffering with before Jesus came in, when you look at situations when and you, you are familiar by experience, come on what it must be like to toil um, in different places and just to be in darkness all together. There has to be something in the believer's heart or there should be something in every believer, every person that's really been converted and has become a disciple of Christ. Because see, that's what the gospel is all about. It's about uh, becoming disciples to make disciples. So a disciple somewhere, somehow, um, through a disciple, I heard the word because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So someone who was in position in their purpose and their call to be a disciple in the earth, to bring others through Christ, someone somewhere was working and functioning in their purpose, which gave me the opportunity to hear the message of Christ and thus the opportunity to say yes and to be transformed. And something is to happen in that transformation that I don't allow it to stop there. It's not a change that then gets steel. It's a change that goes and impact more change, influence more change, create more change, bring more change. And that was the attitude that Paul had. He had the attitude that I can't keep quiet. I will not keep quiet. Not only did he have that attitude, he had the position, or he was in a position to where he had truly given up his life. He had given up what was favorable to him and he had but one mission And that was, again, to bring change through the message of Jesus Christ. He gave up his life to that mission. And so Paul, having given over his life to that mission, he didn't dream like some of us dream. You know, things that are vain or or just life pleasures, you know, wanting to go. Um, to Hollywood, you know, and all these other things. No, Paul had a dream about going to Rome. He had a desire that he wanted to go to Rome. He didn't want to go there and shop. He didn't want to go there and sightsee, but he wanted to go to Rome to preach the gospel. How many of you that are listening that are ministers and preachers and teachers or pastors, and I'm sure you can relate to that. And, um, I think that because the way in which things have kind of changed in our day, you know, to be honest about having dreams to preach on certain platforms sounds a little vain. Well, when your heart is in the right posture and when you have the right um, agenda and when the message truly is so that the gospel can be preached, I believe it's well in order for us to pray for particular doors to be open. I believe that it's well in order for you to right now have on your heart and trust God to open up a door into a particular place that you know will give you access to share the gospel, namely where it has not been preached, to share the gospel to hearts that you know really need the word of God. 
That was Paul's mission. That was his uh, desire. That was his uh, motivation, if you will, for wanting to preach in Rome. He wanted to get there, not for his own fame, not for his own, uh, for, for anybody to, to, to know him more or for his own following, but it was for the furtherance of the gospel so that the name of Jesus would be known everywhere. The hub of the great empire, Rome was that city. It was the key city of its day. Paul knew that if he could conquer it for Christ, it would mean reaching millions with the message of salvation. So what Paul didn't know, I believe that he probably felt in his heart that he would get there one day, but I'm not sure if he expected to get there the way he got there. <laughs> because what Paul possibly didn't know is that he wasn't going as a preacher. He would in fact go as a prisoner. I wanna talk to you today about consecrated chains. Let's look at Philippians. Philippians 1, 12 through the 14th verse. It reads this. And I want you to know, my dear brothers and sisters, that everything that has happened to me here has helped to spread the good news. For everywhere here, including the whole palace guard, knows that I am in chains because of Christ. And because of my imprisonment, most of the believers here have gained confidence and boldly speak messages of Christ without fear. Let's look at the 20th verse through the 26th verse. It says, for I fully expect and hope that I will never be ashamed, but that I will continue to be bold for Christ as I have been in the past. And I trust that my life will bring honor to Christ, whether I live or die. For to me, living means living for Christ and dying is even better. But if I live, I can do more fruitful work for Christ. So I really don't know which is better. I'm torn between two desires. I long to go to be with Christ and would, that would be far better for me. But for your sakes, it is better that I continue to live. Knowing this, I'm convinced that I'll remain alive so I can continue to help all of you grow and experience the joy of your faith. And when I come to you again, you will have even more reason to take pride in Jesus Christ because of what he is doing through me. Well, Here's the reality. We all have chains. We all know what it feels to be bound and restricted. No doubt about it. You know what that feels like. You've had experiences. You, you are very familiar with chains. If you're human, you're very familiar with chains. We like Paul at some point also had dreams. I'm talking about real destiny dreams. Not just, you know, a bucket list of where you may want to go or something you might want to do, but I'm talking about those things that are tied to who you believe that you are. Those things that are tied to your very purpose and destiny, your reason for breathing. Surely, possibly, at some point, you've had those type dreams. You've had strong desires to pursue and to accomplish in certain places, certain things you see yourself doing certain uh, 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 dreams and hopes that you have, places that you love to see, places that you love to be enlarged and increased into, 
We've seen ourselves in that place, the place where dreams are made reality. I'm sure some of you might be listening right now and there's a particular place. Maybe you are functioning in purpose, but there is a destiny that you have in your heart as it pertains to what you are doing. Like Paul, for instance, he was a preacher. He was preaching the gospel, but there was a place, there was a a, a particular point of access that he dreamed and he longed to have because he knew that it would take his purpose and increase it. It would take his purpose and it would inflate it. He knew that it would really, really launch his purpose deeper and it would expand it and there would be great success. Have you had that place? Have you dreamed that dream? Uh, Again, maybe it's in your business um, as it relates to things things that God has called you to do, your ministry, whatever platform you're on. Surely there's something in your heart. There's a place. You can see it. Like you wake up with it and you can see it. You go to bed and you can see it and and, and you 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 just see it. You know how when, for instance, if you buy a car and it's like not until you get that particular car that you notice all of those cars when before you had the car, you never noticed those cars so much. <laughs> it's like that, that anything that looks like your dream, anything that sounds like your dream, you're just so intrigued and you can spend hours researching and looking because it's it's it identifies with your purpose and it speaks to the place in your heart called there. That place, we've all had it and we all possibly are carrying it, the place where dreams are made reality in our heart. I'm sure just as many of you can relate to arriving to a place that you dreamed of and maybe arriving, yet not how you thought you'd arrive. Or the details aren't quite like you imagined that they'd be. Maybe you are in that place that was once a dream and Now you're standing in it, but you didn't expect the details to be the details. I want to talk to dreamers in chains today. Those who hear the call of destiny, yet live with the presence of chains. See, in our previous episodes, God has been talking to us about our heart. Things that have taken root and kind of cleaning us up. And um, I like to say doing surgery for deliverance, those things that have hindered our mobility, our forwardness in moving out on what we've been called to do. Well, today, I believe that his mission is to talk to us, that now he has gotten us up and mobile, but to fix our focus so that the, hen- the, that the enemy will not have the opportunity to hinder us as we run forward because it's time to get finished. You have a race to run. What's important in our race is that we remember that there will be hardship, there will be trouble, there will be trial. The conditions and the weather won't always work in our favor. But can we be like Paul who yet fix our focus just on the message and not the details? that our focus be fixed on just what he's called us to do, considering that our life is truly no longer our own. 
and that he has delivered us and he set us free for his purpose. See, it's it it changes the game when you remain focused on his purpose. We're living in a time that we hear so often my purpose. I want to find my purpose, my purpose. What am I to do? My purpose, my purpose, my purpose, my purpose. And we are so focused on finding our purpose that it also causes us to be so self-aware that as we pursue our purpose, we do it according to uh, our understanding our comfort, our willingness, all of these things, because again, after all, we're going after our purpose. And so it's easier to drop, start and not do or to, uh, um, you know, scale back or what have you when things come to interrupt, when we deal with opposition, when we deal with, again, the the in- inevitable challenges and trials that we'll have. But when we remain focused on the purpose of Christ, It is only then that we'll see that there is truly nothing that can interrupt his purpose. Uh, It's important that we understand that in this life, we're not called to fulfill our purpose. Paul wasn't focusing on his purpose. Paul was no longer focusing on Paul. Paul had a one-sided affection. He had a, a, a fixed focused, a fixed view. And it came from the heart of, I live, yet not I, but the Christ that lives in me. And this life that I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of Man who loved me and gave his life for me. So it's important that we understand that as we move forward, there might still be some chains. It's important that we don't get so distracted that we view our our chains as restrictions. Hmm. Is it possible that you are stuck because you have viewed your chains as restrictions? Is it possible that you are not functioning in what God has called you to do because you looked at your chains and considered them as roadblocks. Think about it. I want to talk to the dreamers who are in chains. Those who hear the call of destiny, yet live with the presence of chains. I want to talk to you today and I want to stir up something in your spirit that will cause you to be like Paul and say, I cannot keep quiet. I will not be stuck and I refuse to be hindered. See, sometimes God allows change to be a part of the purpose to our dreams. Paul's influence as a prisoner reached further than they would have ever reached with him being a preacher alone. Yes, yes, he ends up in prison. He's talking to us uh, in the book of Philippians imprisoned oh you got to go back and read the story it's a great story he's he's, he's wrongly in, uh, imprisoned it's 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 a sequence of, of of events that you know he really never should have been there 
But how many of you know, how many of you that are listening have those experiences that you realize that the turn that your life took, it was necessary? You know, it whether whether pain got you there, whether, you know, somebody's wronging you, whatever, whatever caused your your transition, whatever caused your bend in the road, whatever caused whatever, whatever the details were, you'll soon see that when you look through the eyes of purpose, that it was necessary that you went that way. It was necessary that your life took that turn. It was necessary. It might have looked like a distraction. It might have looked like defeat. Surely it might've looked like that it was for your demise. But as it relates to purpose and destiny, I don't know about you, but I've learned that in the course of marking purpose and destiny, there'll always be the presence of chains. They, it will always be the presence of failure and disappointment and heartaches. You'll always see the presence of things that are not ideally looking as if they're working in your favor, but yet they're so necessary. It was necessary for Paul to be a prisoner. He wanted to reach Rome. He had no idea that, yes, you're going to get there. Yes, it's in your heart. But it won't look like you might think it'll look. There's going to be the presence of chains. And you're going to have to live out purpose in their presence. I'm sending you to Rome. What's in your heart, Paul? Yes, it came from my heart. But the conditions are gonna look like they're against you. Yet, they're really working for you. See, it wasn't just Paul's perspective of his change that caused him to advance the gospel. Yes, he had a great perspective. When we read the word of God and from Paul's account, he had great perspective as it related to trials and suffering. I mean, how many of us have arrived to the place that we joy in suffering, but this is what we're dealing with when we talk about Paul, someone who um, understood life through a godly perspective so well that he was truly able to count it all joy. He was truly able to praise God in a place of suffering, not just something that sound good over the pulpit, but no, he had learned the secret as he tells us uh, how to be content in every state that he was in and to give joy, to experience joy in that place because of his revelation of Jesus Christ. It is important as you move ahead in your life that you cannot lose focus and revelation of Jesus Christ. As believers, our life is no longer our own. Your life is no longer your own. Okay, so Paul, he didn't just advance the gospel because of a great perspective about his change. That isn't what had him to be able to speak to us the way he did in Philippians 1 when he says that, um, yeah, 
things are going great over here. <laughs> Everybody knows I'm in chains and good news, God has been glorified. No, Paul was a man with a single mind that was only focused on advancing the gospel. When your mind is really focused solely on the message, you'll see an opportunity for ministry even in chains. Paul was never so self-aware that his experience had the opportunity to be distractions. Paul's sole focus was that the gospel of Christ must be preached. Is that your testimony right now? As a believer, as a man of God, a woman of God, in spite of, in the face of all that you've endured and gone through, we have to arrive to a place that we never lose our it must. It must. It has to be what lifts our head up. Come on, it has to be what gets our feet moving. If you are sitting down right now on what God has called you to be, I ask you a question. Where is your it must be preached? If you know that God has anointed you for his purpose and you're doing nothing because of um, a little interruption, where is your it must be preached? Paul's motivation, his sole focus was that the gospel of Christ must be preached, even if it's in a hard place, even if it's, yes, I'm enduring difficulty, but it must be preached. I don't understand all the time, the details, but it must be preached. So he didn't complain about his chains. He consecrated them. Glory to God. He consecrated them, asking God to use them to advance the gospel. When is the last time that you looked at your chains, those things that you had prayed about and prayed about and prayed about, asking God to remove and seeing that they're yet still present? When is the last time you said, look, you hadn't removed them, so I'll just consecrate them, God. Let me consecrate these chains. And I pray, Father, that even in the midst of this difficulty, that you, Father, can use me to advance your kingdom through the message of the gospel and that I will not be distracted by the things that you have already overcome. I will not complain about these train chains, but in fact, I will consecrate them. I give them to you to use. I give them uh, to you to create a platform for your glory. I give them to you to use to create an opportunity for me to name the name of Christ. So if it's putting me in a hard place, oh God, then as long as there are hearers there, if it's putting me in a hard place, as long as, Father, there are people that I can reach, then, Father, let it be. It is well with my soul, but the gospel must be preached. What kind of impact could Christ have through you if you consecrated your chains today? Because undoubtedly they're present. We're going to always have those things and we'll have the presence of those things that, that will seek to um, um, water us out or drown us out or burn us out. But what kind of impact would you have if you decided to change your outlook and give God your chains and say, God, I trust you. Come on, I know that all things work together for the good of them who love 
love God and are called according to his purpose. So I'm not going to complain about these chains. I'm not going to even sit still until I see that you have loosed them because how many days might I lose? How many opportunities might I lose waiting on something to change? No, if it doesn't change, then Father, just consecrate the chains. Just consecrate the chains. Who could you reach if you spoke freedom out of the cell of your hardship? I know you've looked at your life and you've looked at your chains and you've said, I did not expect the dream to look like this. I didn't expect to arrive to purpose on broken pieces. I didn't expect to have to uh, 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 get up out of so many ashes. I thought things would look better. I thought I would feel better. I thought it would be easier. I didn't expect it to look like this. I'm where I knew and believed that I would be. And I know that this is destiny because I remember God showing this to me, but I didn't expect to be here in chains. I didn't know my name would have taken such a hit before I got to this place. I didn't know I'd have to come through so many storms before I got to this place. I didn't know that standing in this place, I'd be up against so much opposition. I didn't know that it would look so dry. I didn't know that I would have to trust you to this degree. I saw something in my heart and it gave me hope. And I said out of my mouth, God, I have to get there. And now I'm there and I didn't expect Quite frankly, I'm wondering, why does it look like this? Why have I been called to endure this? Why am I sitting in the middle of this? After all, I'm your ambassador. I'm excited about preaching the gospel. I, I'm, I, I don't claim to be perfect, but I, I, I want to do your will. I don't claim to be perfect, but I'm really serious about what you've called me to. I've given you a sincere yes. Why does it look like this? Have you ever been in a position that you, 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 you just didn't understand <laughs> what was going on and why it looked like this? Have you ever been in a place that you felt your heart kind of failing because you said, I never thought that after all this time, it would look like this. I never thought that doing what I knew that he called me to do would mean me enduring this place. I didn't expect it to be so easy, but I also didn't expect the presence of these chains. I didn't know I'd have so many wrestles. I didn't know I'd have to be so courageous to do what I was called to do. I didn't know that I would always have to take such a deep breath and go out into such a battle just to do what I know I was born to do. I didn't know it would be in the presence of so many chains. I didn't know I would battle with feeling as lonely as I do. I did not know that I, my name 
uh, would, would, would be table talk. I did not know that I would have to endure so much embarrassment. I did not know that I would have to survive such a degree of trial, challenges. I didn't know that I could even, I didn't know that I could even survive these kinds of seasons, let alone did I ever, ever, ever think that it would turn out to be this way. So many oppositions. I thought it would be easier than this. I, I thought the conditions would be a bit more favorable than this. Again, I expected some things. I, I know challenges would come. I just didn't expect this. Come on, am I talking to anybody? I just didn't expect this. When I prayed, and, 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 and I thought deliverance would have come by now. I thought that I would have broken free by now. And, and, and I feel him calling me, but I didn't know that I was going to have to drag with me these chains. I didn't know that I would have arrived here and have to endure such chains. Paul, a prisoner, chained to a guard 24 hours a day. There were six hour shifts for each guard. So at least four men a day are chained to Paul. Four men, four guards a day are chained to Paul. But much to an opportunity for them, at least four men are chained to Paul for six hours a day. And they're not just chained to any man. Because even in chains, the hand of God was on Paul and Paul was in purpose. He was there on purpose. And he was, in fact, fulfilling destiny. Maybe the details weren't included in the dream, but Paul was just where he needed to be. It was a hard place, but he was just where he needed to be. It did not look like he might have thought it should look or even other believers. They probably didn't even understand that if this man is really of God, why is he always ending up in such <laughs> trial? Why does it seem like everything is always working against him? But Paul, a Paul whose heart, whose affections, whose uh, motives and mission is fixated on the message of Jesus Christ, he gets the opportunity to be chained to his assignment. 24 hours a day because after all, all he wanted was to be able to preach Jesus Christ. So daily, he's chained to men who get the opportunity. It might look like opposition for Paul, but it's opportunity for the message of Jesus Christ and they're chained to a praying, preaching, singing man 24 hours a day. Daily he's witnessing, daily he's testifying, daily he's doing what his only focus was to do, his only focus that gave him joy and that was to witness about the salvation and the power of Christ. Because Paul did not focus on his chains, even in a hard place, 
he was yet still able to fulfill the joy of purpose. Surely before long, these men were undoubtedly now overtaken and persuaded to put their faith in Christ. What opportunities have your chains tied you to? His chains brought change to people that would have never reached, been reached if he was free. He never reached them. He never, he never reached them. He never reached those. He never, never, never had those opportunities if he was a free man. His chains were necessary. His passion to preach was his purpose, but his chains helped fulfill the assignment. I believe I'll say that again. <laughs> his passion to preach was his purpose. So you got a passion. You got a passion to do something, but his chains helped fulfill the assignment. The Bible records that he writes in his letter that I want you all to know that everything that has happened to me has helped me to spread the gospel. God, I thank you. Because see, there was a day that I, I, I sorely wanted to disregard and erase and evade and avoid and cancel out my hard place, my places of pain, shame, and those things I felt interrupted who God called me to be and what God called me to do. Yes, there were seasons of embarrassment, seasons that, oh, my name was scandalized and uh, uh, some of it was my own fault. And there was times in my journey that I said, God, why, why? And how do you expect me to move forward with the presence of this? And what I come to realize after I allowed the truth of Christ to set me free is that everything that happened to me, God, I thank you. Help me to spread the gospel. Paul's joy was that his case was, was being discussed every single day because he was a big deal. He was waiting uh, uh, for, for to, to, to go up and for his case to be tried. And in the meantime, uh, uh, the, the, the prison officials uh, would have you see his, his case had to be discussed uh, by numbers of people. And as his case was discussed, Paul realized that as they talk about me, they can't help but to talk about Jesus. So he wasn't ashamed of what others would think about his imprisonment because he knew that what looked like his failure would be more exposure for Christ. As his chains were present, so were opportunities. See, there are opportunities present in your chains. Paul said, because of my chains, now others have confidence. Those who probably wouldn't have been so bold, they now uh, consider that if I'm willing to allow God to use me in this, then they too can speak out and run their race. His chains gave others confidence. Your chains aren't there to take away purpose. If you would fix your mind on Christ and his purpose, you'd see that they are present to fulfill it. They are not there to take it. They're present to fulfill it. Someone needs to hear Jesus from your chains. Not about your chains, but Jesus from your chains. Someone needs a voice from a platform relevant to them. And because of what you have endured and because of what you are enduring, you are the relevant voice. From your experience, 
from the place that the sufficiency of God's grace has proven to be real to you from that place, from what you know by experience of his love, his grace, his power, his deliverance, who he is. Someone's waiting to hear from the place of your chains. Your chains have not taken from you an opportunity. They've brought you into one. Can you see it? What the Romans didn't realize is that those chains that were present on Paul's wrist weren't there to bind him. They thought that they were, but they were really there to release him. The chains that, that, that tried to put out a fire, it started one. One that would increase and blaze from person to person. His chains that sought to shut him up and shut him down really set him up and enlarged his territory. The chains that you could uh, 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 be that you possess right now, the chains that you're possibly allowing to stop you, the chains that you're possibly allowing to silence you, could they be present? to elevate and make room for your voice. Your chains have given you an opportunity that you never would have had without them. You feel that you are uh, 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 disregarded or unusable because of your chains and it is your chains that's necessary for you to fulfill destiny. Your chains have given you an opportunity because of your chains who can be free because of your chains who can be encouraged because of your chains who can be delivered I want to speak to someone that's ashamed of their chains when we're ashamed of our, our chains and the things that we've gone through and the things that we've been called to endure, it shows that we haven't fully fixed our minds on the fact that it's all about Jesus. My friends, this life is not our own. It's all about Jesus, all of it, every detail. I mean, I know we've gotten caught up in so many other things and we've gotten distracted and it's so easy to do. And even in the church, we've still made it about us, but it's really all about Jesus. Hebrews 12 and 2 says this, looking to Jesus, the founder and the perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross despising the shame and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Jesus knew that the destined glory of the cross was greater than the endured shame of it. I want to speak to someone who's allowed their change to silence their purpose. James 1 and 12 says this, Blessed is the man that who remains steadfast under trial, for when he has stood the test, he will receive the crown of life, which God has promised to those who love him. I want to speak to the heart who resents their chains. James 1 and 
2 through 4 says, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds, for you know that the testing of your faith produces steadfastness, and let steadfastness have its full effect, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking no thing. Listen, whether your chains are from your past experience or whether your chains are presently in your view, I encourage you to consecrate them. First things first, though, as a believer, we must be single minded. We can't be more concerned about the joys of ideal circumstances than we are with the joy of seeing the opportunity in every circumstance for Christ to be seen and heard. The Bible says to us in Luke 9 and 23, Jesus, he says, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Deny himself. See, for our own joys have gotten in the way. We've been seeking to save our lives for so long. We've become bound by what the power of God desires to release to us. I pray today for every listener that your cry is that your heart would surrender again, that you would cry out to have uh, 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 and that God would hear a refreshed, recommitted, surrendered heart, that your hunger and your thirst for righteousness will increase and that you will begin to pray daily out of sincerity with fixed focus, Lord, let your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I pray for you that your passions will lead to uh, you having a greater focus and one that will cause you to be so single-minded that Christ must be preached and that you allow him to be preached through your everyday life, even in the midst of chains. I pray that your perspective of your chains will be transformed, that you will see the opportunities that every one of them have opened up to you to expand your territory, to um, expand and enlarge, uh, come on, your place of, of, of influence for the advancing of the gospel. I pray that your mind would shift and that you would and enjoy and 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 anticipation and 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 expectation. Look at your chains and see again opportunities that out of your heart you will begin to say because of these chains. Not I am held back, not I am defeated, no, but because of these chains I can preach to the hungry because I know what it's like. Because of these chains, I've been anointed to deliver and set free. Because of these chains, I can speak to broken mothers and they'll find healing. Because of these chains, I can bind up wounds. Because of these chains, I can show someone what it looks like to endure. Because of these chains, come on, allow your chains to show you opportunities. Somebody somewhere needs you to stop crying over your chains and to consecrate them. Set them as opportunities, not as oppression. Refuse to be bound. Consecrate your chains. And make the name of the Lord famous 
through the hard place. Make it your life's mission that whatever my lot thou hast caused me to say, it is well, it is well with my soul. The gospel must be preached. My life will be lived on purpose. I am moving from this place. My chains are not opposition. I thank God because of his grace. They are opportunities. Opportunities for the glory of God to be revealed. Opportunities for someone else to hear the gospel. Opportunities for someone else's heart to be set free. Opportunities for someone else's head to be lifted. God, change our focus that it be fixed on you and use our chains for your glory. Today, we consecrate. We no longer cry over but we'll consecrate our chains. Until we speak again, I pray that you will keep in mind that we don't just talk. We talk just. God bless.